Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's episode, we chat with Brendan, a sales consultant who wants to scale his business to something bigger. And while he finally started hiring people to help him scale, he's still a bit unsure about the path forward. He's working on a course for some more passive income, and he's trying to transition away from one-on-one consulting gigs to more of a sales coach role. Since Clay and I are fresh off our recent five-day group challenge, we have some good advice for his course's future. And since Clay is building a very similar business to Brendan's, we wrap up the episode with some killer advice on scaling a coaching business. It's a high-energy conversation today, and it all starts right after this quick break. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder, uh, as always. And happily, I'm joined again, I guess not as always, because I've, I've been missing him the last few episodes. I'm joined <laughs> by my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay, how you doing, man? Hey, good to be back. Sorry, I missed the few, last few episodes. <laughs> well, you can't help that uh, it was like the day after tomorrow, that movie where everything's covered in ice. It was like that down in Texas. And I'm glad yeah. you guys came through it okay. That was nuts. For sure. Yeah, but glad you're back. Glad you're well. And we're joined also today by our new friend, Brendan, calling in from Maryland. How you doing, Brendan? I'm doing well, Preston. Thanks, man. Good. Yeah, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. Let's kick off the show strong here and tell us a little bit, Brendan, about your business. Tell us what you're working on and what you're doing recently. So I've I've been in sales, um, enterprise and B2B sales for a, a long time. And, and I've done that for the last, you know, three decades plus. And about 10 years ago, I went off on my own and started doing, you know, I was kind of tired of working for other other companies. And and so I went out and, and started consulting to companies as an independent salesperson. Mm, okay. And that kind of turned into that kind of turned into a, a long-term freelancing gig. And then awesome. and so, then so that's, go ahead. Go sorry. Ahead. So that's what you're doing now. You're 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 a freelance consultant in terms of sales. Tell us, tell us maybe about your clients. Like, what kind of clients do you typically work with? Typically, it's healthcare technology startups or startups that are that are in the kind of the healthcare space in some in some fashion. In the last ten years prior to going out on my own, I was um, I was in healthcare sales, and so that's kind of been my niche. Mm, okay, and and, uh, and and you're doing that full time, part time on the side, like. What does what does the business Essentially look like? Essentially, full time. I have another. I'm also working 
Um, I'm co-founder of a company that um, called Expertscape that identifies and objectively ranks medical experts. And so that's that's the other kind of uh, project that you know the other focus for, for me from a career standpoint, from a oh cool okay work standpoint. Yeah, so you're very involved uh, in in all aspects of, of sounds like the medical medical stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. But but you're spending the bulk of your time then on on this consulting business, freelance business. Uh, do yeah. you have any employees you're working with? Do you have? Is it just you? Like what what does that setup look like? It's it's just me, and then I have um, I have consultants that I work with from time to time for certain things, and then I've got a and I'm just mm. now starting to work with a virtual assistant, so I'm long overdue. But I've got a virtual assistant now that I'm working with, so it's okay. uh, the enterprise is getting a little bit bigger. It's usually okay. it's usually long overdue every time somebody hires an assistant. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every single been, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's long overdue anytime I hire anyone. But I'm yeah, always like, and I should have done this long time yes. ago. You yeah, know? we we could we could certainly get into that at length because I I've I've kind of it's been an epiphany for me to find. <laughs> yeah, to like what was what was the turning point for you, Brendan, that you finally were like, enough's enough. I have to hire someone to help me out. Oh, I've just I was doing you know I I I for a long long time I've known you know my my time is really valuable and I value it at a certain you know x number of dollars per hour mm-hmm. and then I'd find myself doing spreadsheet work loading data in for a client and I'm thinking oh this is uh, someone's got to be able to do this for me better yeah. and and I was doing yeah, the that sounds the, torturous yeah I was doing the you know the the kind of the chunks where you'd hire someone to do a task and it. It would take too long to just hire, to find the right person, do it, educate them. Now I have someone that's kind of quasi full time. I love that you bring that up because, like, so many people, you know, they hear me and Clay preaching on the show, hire out, outsource, or whatever. There is definitely a difference between finding someone one time on, you know, Fiverr or Upwork or even through your own network or something and getting them up to speed and having them do one project only to then have to do that all over again the next time you need help with something it can that that is a part of the reason so many people are overwhelmed with the idea of hiring uh, is cuz they do it on this short term basis there is such a difference between that and like someone who's even if they're not full time with you you know my my whole team is part time but they're like dedicated to our project and so they they're on the team it's not like a one off thing that they don't care that much about or that i have to bring them up to speed we're now just like chugging along, even though they're not full time. Uh, yeah. And, and man, it makes a world of difference. And and they also they start to figure out how you think and what your expectations yeah. are, what works. And so after mm-hmm. a while, you 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 get into a flow. Like you can you can you can send them something and know that it's gonna it's gonna be done in a certain way. And and uh, and they they kind of know they just figure it out, which is which is you know, long overdue for me. Yeah, spot on. Well, I, I love that you I love that you brought that up. I mean, everyone has those moments where they're like, I really should be doing something else besides this activity. Maybe it's not a revenue generating activity, or maybe you're just frankly just tired of it. Um, whatever it is, like that's a that's a good moment to pause and say, could I hire this out? Can I can I afford to hire this out? I guess uh, how did you know that the money wasn't going to be an issue? Because I know that's an that's a, a concern for a lot of people, particularly solo freelancers. It's like, man, every every bit of money that I bring in, I I need to keep or put back in my business. Um, I, I don't know how how did you know that that wasn't going to yeah. be an issue? Yeah, I started. I went well. First of all, I went through that that um, um, that kind of math in my head. If I'm making, you know, if I value my time at five hundred dollars an hour, say, then then if someone's working on something, if I'm working on something for an hour. 
then that I could have paid a VA to do that. And, and I, and then I ostensibly could have written, written something more important, like a, mm. a long form uh, blog post, or I could have made a few, a uh, few outbound calls or what have you. So that kind of factored in. And then I, the way I also tackled it is as a, as a bit of an experiment. I, I went in, hired a um, firm on a, on a 90 day window to test it out. And over the 90 days, it, you know, it took a little while, but it eventually started to kind of fall into place. Then I thought, oh, this is, this is definitely freeing me up. It, it definitely makes me more productive. I love it. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this on the show all the time, like that opportunity cost, right? It's not only that, y- that you're, uh, you're doing work that maybe you don't like, or maybe that uh, is just menial tasks, uh, but also like you're taking yourself away from opportunity to generate more revenue. If you're great yeah. at sales calls and you're spending yeah. all day in spreadsheets, like you're not, yeah. you're not building your revenue for your business. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one of the ones that, uh, that this kind of a curse is if you're, if you're like, okay, at WordPress, <laughs> right. Then you're, <laughs> you end up getting in and diving in and doing stuff on WordPress. And, and I should never go into WordPress. You know, that's one of the things like I, I should have someone else do it, do any of the customization and just, I should never, I should That's never. a very good point. Yeah, it's like, for me, that's accounting, right? Like I know how to do, I know how to do all my own accounting. <laughs> I know how to reconcile my, my statements every single month. But it, it like, you know, it, it, it takes me, you know, a day, day and a half to do it. Yeah. But, or I can just pay my CPA 500 bucks a month yeah. to do it. And that's like, well worth it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have no, like I just need to know how to, I, this is what I tell everybody. Everything that you outsource, you just need to understand it. Yeah. And th- but then like let somebody else do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, that, I love uh, yeah. I love podcasts. I learn a lot from these things. So I'm uh I just find them to be a treasure in terms of like learning new stuff. And Naval, I don't even know who Naval is, but he's a big deal on Twitter. And and he had a comment about how if if he values his time exceedingly high. And so anything that isn't worth his time, he either doesn't do or outsources. And he used the example of, of um, uh, like, I don't return things. If I buy something and I don't, I don't want it, I just give it away or throw it away. And, and I'm sort of the same way on that. But then when it comes to WordPress or, or data for a spreadsheet, I'll sit there and load it all in and just, <laughs> it, it's, it's illogical. Yeah. And I'd say even even stuff you're like fairly good at, uh, yeah. depending on if it's revenue generating or not, or if or again that opportunity cost. Like if there's something you could be doing that could be generating more revenue. You know, I I'm fairly proficient in WordPress. I I have a, a minor degree in uh, web development, so like I know my way around the code and and all aspects of a website. And and this year, finally, after I don't know ten years, twelve years, I don't even remember of doing it on my own, I finally hired a couple of developers to help me uh, push some features forward on a product we have. And it has been amazing. Like, uh, you know, I could have done it, like Clay said, I could have done it, but but what's that opportunity cost and how long would it have taken me? And they knock these things out while I'm sleeping because we're in different time zones. And so it's amazing yeah. to like, wake up in the morning, this thing is finished, we yeah. push it out and uh, we move on to the next. And it's a lot a lot of fun. So, you know, the, the fun of it is like getting your business to a point where you're get, generating enough cash flow 
that you can hire people to help you gener- generate even more yeah. cash flow. And then it's it's really exciting. So, well, I'm glad I'm yeah. glad uh, things are going well there. I'm yeah. glad the right. outsourcing has started to to be a positive thing for you. Let's dive into listeners of the show are familiar with our our freelancer to founder scale. Um, you know, everybody who comes on the show, which by the way, if you want to come on the show and get a coaching call with Clay and myself, you can visit freelance to founder.com. There's a little yellow microphone icon. Uh, you just click there and it'll give you instructions to uh, fill out a form. And uh, and if your business is a fit, we'll have you on for a coaching call like we're having Brendan on today. We'll talk about your business, some of the hurdles that you're facing. It's really a lot of fun, a uh, little 40-minute conversation, coaching call, and we'd love to have you. Visit freelancetofounder.com again, and you can uh, you can jump on a call like Brendan is today. But part of the questionnaire that we have every guest fill out uh, asks where you're currently at on the freelance to founder scale. So one being freelance, 10 being founder. Uh, Brendan, you put yourself at a six, which is uh, on the high side for, I think, most of our guests that come on the show. Tell us why, uh, despite maybe being only you and one other person on your team, tell us why you rated yourself as a six on that on the freelance to founder scale. Oh, well, that's because uh, it's a little bit of uh, it was tough because I have the two two different things going. So on one, it's clearly got it. You know, it's much more of a founder, and and then on the consulting side, um, um, I, I'm I'm probably not quite a six, um, and. Um, what I'm trying to, what I've been doing now is I've been transitioning away from this fractional CRO, uh, chief revenue officer kind of model mm-hmm. where they, someone comes in and hires me to be a part-time CR, you know, chief revenue officer or a, you know, or, or, or a consultant, sales consultant, um, and moving towards more, doing more sales coaching. And, and so that's, that's seeing a, so I'm seeing a shift in my revenue, you know, stream there and, the, and my marketing and, uh, you know, so 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 I guess one of the problems I I will be facing from that standpoint that we can kind of dive into is how do you make that scalable? And you know, because yeah. uh, the consulting business is, you know, for me it's been great, but it's not it's not scalable. I'm I'm basically mm. uh, an employee of a sort. Yeah, you mm. yeah you it's scalable to a point, but then you still only have so many hours and so many resources. I think Clay yeah. might have some good feedback on that here in a moment because. Uh, He's running a similar a similar business, yep. uh, fractional CMO, chief marketing officer. So, I guess before we dive into all those details, I know we're chomping at the bit here. I want to make sure that we cover this this scale. So you you put uh, that you want to be in six to twelve months and eight yeah. on the scale. So yeah. tell us, yeah. maybe in a perfect world, uh, yeah. what does your business look like in six or twelve months? What does that eight on the scale look like for you, Brendan? Oh, I, I'm I'm out of the I'm out of the I'm out of or or way back on the amount of consulting work I do. Mm. And I'm doing much more in the way of, of um, retained coaching engagements with startups. Okay. And, you know, f- f- you know, four to six to relationships that, that I'm working with, um, number one. And number two is um, I, I'm aspiring to have a course developed and and shipped and available between now and the next six months. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you so you have client. You're looking for what, are, what is what does that mean? A, a course. Sorry. Go ahead, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on a delay there. It's okay. Go ahead, Clay. Oh, well, I was just wondering what that what that meant. The course uh, when you say course shipped and and ready to go. Like, what does that mean? Well, I'm. 
I'm working with um, with another uh, uh, sales consultant uh, person to develop a a course for uh, startup founders uh, on sales how to how to get your next x number of customers and 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 okay. the process digital it's I'm sorry digital is it digital virtual yeah we're going to do it as a cohort so it's going to be a cohort live course but we'll record it and we may be okay. make it available subsequently as a mm. packaged you know digital subscri- you know product but at, at first it's going to be a a cohort course that runs uh, for a six day, four to six week period. Yeah, Clay and I know a oh, thing or two it. about that, right? We did our our five day challenge, recurring revenue challenge. Uh, which yeah, was yeah, fantastic. Clay's done a few more uh, also through his brand. So yeah, that's uh, so okay. So in so in six to twelve months, you've got maybe some uh, some maybe some passive income through yeah. courses, and you've got some yeah. recurring revenue through clients who are paying you on a regular basis to. To coach uh, them on yeah. and maybe their team on on sales and that kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So where do we kick this off? What's uh, you know? I know you you were jumping into hurdles a little bit before. Where where do we start? What's holding you back? What's stopping you from getting to that that eight in the next six or twelve months that we could potentially help you jump that hurdle? Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people calling with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to Hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Uh, I guess it's, um, I guess it's, it's my, my, uh, I guess my big, my big challenge is, is just the amount of time it takes to develop the curriculum. I'm still kind mm. of wrestling with what ought to go into the curriculum and what, it, what doesn't. 
Um, and this is my, this will be my first course. Um, I think it's well within my, uh, capabilities, but I, I, I've not delivered one before. So I, you know, I'm kind of, you know, fascinated to see how this all plays out. Um, and, uh, I do have the benefit of working with a, a fellow who's, who's, who's done this before. So the arc, the combination of the two of us should, should, I, I think, ensure some success. Um, I don't know if that helps set the stage. Yeah. Clay, what, what thoughts do you have in terms of, you know, it, it's his first time he's doing maybe a course or a challenge and, and he's feeling a bit overwhelmed by the curriculum or by the process. Uh, I know you've gone through this process a couple of times. I maybe have some thoughts to add as well, but what do you think, man? Yeah. I, uh, there's a couple of things. I mean, uh, one, for, the first thing I got I to gotta point out is to... To not be completely like head dive in into this thing and and ignore everything else. Mm, um, yeah. I have seen people do that, and when that happens, they they because uh, they I I don't know what it is. I I don't know if it's just like this like this dream of like I'm gonna build I'm gonna create this course and it's gonna sell on itself in the background without me having to do anything, which is totally happen. Yeah. But what happens is that when people think have they implant this this idea in their head, they totally ignore everything else that they're doing in their business that's actually making them money. And then what happens is is that they launch the course and it's crickets and then all of a sudden they have zero revenue because they ignored the other yeah. part of their business. And so I just want to be very clear not to not to do that. I've seen that happen so many times. Um, is just don't ignore the part of your business that is making you money right now. And while you're building out this course, do that kind of quote unquote on the side. Yeah. Um, while you know while you're actually working and making money. So that's the first thing I'll say. Um, the second thing that I'll, I'll say is, um, I, I I would actually, I would, Preston probably knows this. Like I would validate the idea before yeah. you go deep into it. Have you done that yet? I have a little bit, and I have a speaking engagement on this topic at the end of the month. Where I'm, uh, so so this will be kind of a good indicator of, you know, what kind of uptake there is for for this quarter, this sort of a course. Now we've uh, my my business partner on this has done this before, so we do have some kind of track record in the space. But um, but I am going to validate it later this month. Yeah, when okay, Clay and I perfect. say validated, yeah, so, it's it's like, can you sell it now? Right. Ahead, we, we, so we did our five day challenge and we sold it like two or three months before yeah. we even started thinking about the curriculum. And so sometimes maybe what Clay's getting at is like sometimes yeah. people get behind or get backwards on this, like thinking like their curriculum has to be perfect before they can sell it, where selling can be the best way to validate it. If no one, no one's going to buy it, then you don't have to make it. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in fact, we're going to I think we're going to start selling it in the very early part of April and not planning to launch it until early part of May. And one of the things I'm looking to do is as the sales as we market it, uh, I'm going to Q&A people to see a well obviously we're going to get some see if we get uptake for the course itself, but I also I'm planning to send out a questionnaire of sorts. And in fact, this would be I'd, I'd love to hear Clay what your thoughts are on this, what kind of response you get from questionnaires beforehand. Because I, I, I think I want to use the questionnaire as a way to kind of confirm what ought to be in the course. I mean, I have a good idea, but 
there, it may very well be that, you know, their expectation is, oh, I really want to understand how the sales call works as opposed to, yeah. you know, what the sales process is or how to close or, or pricing. Which, now, when you're talking about a questionnaire, you're talking about after you validate it or as part of the validation process? Because I think those are two totally different things. That's a good, that's an excellent question. I was kind of thinking a little bit about it in, in both instances. Like, you know, I'm a sales, I'm a sales guy, so I'm constantly validating things. As it just so when I talk mm-hmm. to people about the course, when we do things about the course, I'm going to insight, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of try to try and prompt people to give me feedback all along the way. But in addition to that, in a more formal sense, because I'm trying to become more rigorous about this sort of stuff, um, I, I want to do a questionnaire or two, like a survey. So, so the one I was thinking of particularly is once someone signs up, I want to send them a survey that says, hey, thanks for signing up. Here's some things we can expect. And then here that you can expect, here's some, here's some, pre-course work you can do. Here's a video about some aspect. And then, and could you tell me a little bit more about you and what you want to learn out of the course, yada, yada. And then the idea is to see if I, if, if I get, I, if I get some common themes that we ought to really kind of drill down on. Okay. So I, I think it's good that you're, you, you are going this direction. Um, I think the way that you're talking about it is like the, when you say like sending a survey, and sending like you know this this kind of it sounds like you're gonna probably send it in an email. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. So so here here's the the issue I have with this um, the way that you're talking about doing it is I think there's a lot of friction. And so okay, what what do I mean by that? I mean yeah. there's a lot of friction in uh, there's a lot of uh, it, it it would take more effort. For someone to actually give you feedback in that way, the way you're going to send it. So, if like if you send it a, a serve a formal mm. survey in an email, like that's a lot of effort for me to freaking reply back to an email, <laughs> fill out this form. Like yeah. I yeah. I don't want to do that. Like I get a thousand emails a day. Like that's the last thing I want to do. So <laughs> if you want to think about it this way, you need to think about how can you get feedback in the fastest, easiest way possible. Okay. And as of right now. To me, um, at, the, at least at the recording, and this is for me personally, okay? This is different for everybody. But th- that, that's going to be like in a Facebook group or, or something like that, you know? Yeah. Where it's super quick and easy, where you, somebody can just really quickly comment on something. Yeah. And, and so like I would think about... And it doesn't have to be a Facebook group. It could be something else. But um, I would think about how easy is it for that person to give feedback on some level? Yeah, and if it if it's like a big old form, like no, uh, you're you're not gonna get <laughs> yeah. any feedback, man. Oh, can, gonna, I, okay. can I add something to that too? So yeah. I, you yeah. know, I think yeah. you're giving. You say you're giving a speech a little bit later. Like, in, I don't know exactly the details of the speech. We don't have to go into it, but but let's say, let's just yeah. say you have like 15 minutes slotted, right? What if instead of taking 15 minutes to do your speech, you took five minutes to do your speech, and then it was followed, or seven minutes, and then it was followed by the the remainder of the time taking questions from the audience because they're already there. You've already established yourself as an expert, but you don't yeah. know exactly what their biggest pain points are. Here's here's exactly how Clay and I do it. This podcast is a great yeah. opportunity for us to see what general pain points are for freelancers, right? Who are trying to scale yeah. their business. And so we sure. 
we know exactly what freelancers need in order to scale their business because we've done 40 conversations saying, what are your biggest pain points? And, and there's common threads that run. And so if you did something like that at your speech where you said, you know, that's what I had to share with you today. Now I want to open it up and I want to give you some one-on-one coaching with any any hurdles you're facing. They bring those up and now all of a sudden they're just they're basically just handing you the curriculum for the course. Um, especially ones that are repeated or ones that seem to get a lot of follow-up questions or things like that. You can really take note of that. Those are two excellent points. First of all, just saying anytime you, someone says friction, I just immediately my ears perk up. So that that's that that's a great <laughs> that's a great feedback. Uh, great feedback. And so is Preston. So is that about 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 the using the um, the the talk to kind of uncover and and uh, and so I I'll certainly do that. And that will and I think those two things will give me some you know much better insight into what the expectations are yeah. and mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 how to how to deliver on those. Um, how do, how do you keep, uh, people in a course engaged? Cause you know, from my experience is if you sign up, you know, if you sign up a hundred people, you know, 30 or 40 or 50% of them are engaged and then the others aren't. But I, I really, it, it, I want to make sure that people are engaged as much as possible. How do you, how do you go about that? You know, we did our, our challenge recently, uh, we did a couple things to keep people engaged. We sent daily emails, sometimes multiple times a day, uh, with homework. So homework's another way to keep them engaged. Yeah. Actual things they have to do and report back on. We had um, prizes for people who did their homework the day before. Yeah. We drew okay. their names out of a out of a bucket, and uh, they won an Amazon gift card. The prize went up every day, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, we had um, comments, so we used a platform called Podia. And you could yeah. leave a comment. So part of the homework was like, leave a comment and tell us what you're doing in this area or what you've done. Uh, and so there was a lot of engagement there. Um, we actually had great turnout. And I think the other thing too was we didn't just turn on the Zoom meeting and become talking heads. It was very interactive. So it was very like, tell us. Very you know, tell informal. Us. Yeah, and it was informal and yet still like very um, action, action-oriented and helpful. But yeah, if people felt like they could also talk with us, that we weren't like a professor at the front of a classroom that they were taking notes. It was more like a, you know, a council of people sitting in a circle trying to trying to uncover solutions together. So those are a few things we did. I don't that's, know, Clay, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, no, that's pretty good. Like, I, I guess it just depends on how you're going to format this this course. Um, I, I'm assuming we're talking about the course specifically, and so I mean, there's there there's you know, you can do. We can do all the. You can do all the ways that you know. Press and mention. Um, the the thing you have to think about is to is what are all the ways to build a community and and that could be that can mean a, a, multiple different things. You know that like so community to me means um, how can others who bought the course or bought bought whatever it is you're selling interact with each other, but also how can they uh, have a two-way interaction with you, yeah. And so, like, like for example, like email. That's that's, you know, yeah. Technically, it's two-way because they can hit reply back, but it's not sure. like a, it's not a true two-way conversation. You know what I mean? Right. But like Facebook groups, for example, is a very very valuable thing on how to create a community. Yeah. Um, the only thing about that is is that uh, I'd be careful just at the time of this recording. You know, Facebook groups might go away. 
tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So Understood. you always you always have to you always have to think of like different ways. Like Clubhouse is a big one. Yeah. And so like club you can get on you can get all the members on Clubhouse and 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 interact that way. So you, I would I would try to think of more than one way on how to create community that will increase engagement because if you have to you have to you have to think about increasing engagement not just from you because you're only one person. There's only so much you can do. Right. And so you have to think of ways how can the community interact with each other and then yeah. over time that thing's going to be that thing's going to be so high in- engaging where yeah. you don't hardly have to do anything. They just kind of keep to themselves and they you know what I mean? Like you got to yeah. pop your face in there every once in a while, but um but yeah, I I would be diverse in in how you increase engagement and community just in case one of those things like goes away. Yeah. Um so like there's so many businesses these days that rely on Facebook groups and Facebook groups alone. Yeah. And I'm like, "Holy crap, like what happens if Facebook groups goes away?" which is very possible. Oh yeah. Their sure. business would be done. Yeah, exactly. Uh and and uh, and that's great feedback. And so is the the prize idea. That's a great idea too. I like that. Yeah, that 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 works very very well. That was it's actually a great idea. I mean, I said it, but it was totally Clay's idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone loves prizes, man. Like that's that's uh, you know, that's just that's a really quick and easy way to get yeah, the, people to engage. The gift card idea is so is so like it's frictionless. You know, you just yeah. boom. Nick takes nothing, right? And it, it was so easy because we already had all the emails, email addresses of our attendees. And so when someone wins a prize, I just pop into Amazon gift cards. I put in their email address, done. Like it was, I didn't have to mail anything. Uh, oh, it was really it. fast, really easy. That's, yeah. cle- that's, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's clever too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it was good. So we, we probably are, uh, you know, three quarters of the way through the call here. Brendan, I want to make sure we cover everything. We've really talked a lot about this course. We can continue in that direction if you want to, or we can talk about any other hurdles you might be facing to get your yourself to that eight number in the next six or 12 months. I know you had mentioned, you know, wanting to to get more clients on retainer. Uh, where where should we take the conversation for the remainder of the time here today? Hmm. Well, we could uh, we could go in. Well, I'll tell you. I, I've got one that's kind of interesting. So I, I do with the. Um, I'm doing a, a few uh, as I do this coaching more and more. I've got a couple coaching clients. I'd like to build it a little bit more. And in some cases, I'm I'm engaging with people on Twitter. I'm having these interviews on. I, they, I do it like a free consult on Twitter, and people come on, and or uh, you know we we schedule it via Twitter, and then I end up um, talking to them via Zoom call. And the feedback has been really good. I mean, people love what I the, the the advice I give, and and they've been very generous in terms of the the kind of feedback they give on on Twitter, uh, which which creates its own problem in the sense that people the uptake has been good. And I'm having a little difficulty. I'm in, or I should say, I'm in the very early stages of figuring out how to convert some of those folks into into full time coaching customers. So. Particular advice there? Um, yeah, I can take this one. Uh, you probably have a, a mis- mismatch of trust versus the offer. Okay. And so, like, can can you tell me what what your coaching fee is? Can it, is that it's it's uh, right now it's like two hundred fifty dollars an hour for one hour. Okay, so it's just a one off. It's not monthly, or do you have no, a monthly? Well, package? no, that's for if someone just calls me and wants to have an individual session. Otherwise, it's uh, two thousand a month. For the month, okay. and then I'm on retainer. 
And the idea behind that is it's for startups that are funded or or have some amount of money to spend and they don't want to or they shouldn't hire a salesperson. So sure. I'm I'm basically like a fractional salesperson coach to kind of help them be more effective as a salesperson and as a okay. founding salesperson, which I think founders need to do. They need to be able to sell in the beginning. Sure, sure. So do you have a problem converting the $250 one-off one hour session or the 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 monthly retainer or both no i i have a no once once they become on retainer they're fine it's the they're quite happy it's it's the free initial consult turning them into a into a, a paying customer okay okay so i don't have and I, it's it's more that like i haven't done enough of them to con, to know what works so i'm i suspect i'll figure it out but i suspect you've probably already done it so if you have tips to there that would be huge yeah so do you do you have any do any of those uh those 250 dollars ones turn into the monthly retainers or do those come or those monthly yet. retainers okay 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 so yeah. so um so that gives me a better picture so here here's what i would suggest um i i think there's a mismatch of trust i think it, I, I think you've heard on the show maybe like the different level offerings that i've talked about um, yeah. i'm not sure if you've if you've um if you remember that, but I think what what uh, what might be better is you. I would increase your your fee for the the one off. I mean, I'm not even sure I would even do the one off. In my opinion, um, I yeah, I, yeah it could, I agree. You know, yeah, like I I I don't think that's I I think someone who's willing to do who just wants to do a one off call like. You're not making a ton of money there because it's just like it's very yeah. transactional. So, right. like in my opinion, I I would probably I would probably get rid of that and offer, um, offer maybe like a, a not the two thousand uh, dollar package, but one that's something that's lower than that. Yeah. Maybe like at the eight to one thousand or fifteen or something. Probably yeah. eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars a month package. Yeah. yeah, um, that's a little bit limited, and then. Below that, so like your your two thousand dollar plus a month, yeah. To me, is your your level three that's your high elite offering, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yep. I even, I, I almost think that that's low in my it opinion. Is, but it is low. It is. Yeah. Low. So I, if I were you, like if you're, what, what's your capacity there? Like what? How many can you take on of those? Well, I don't want to do it full time. So you know, if I ta- if I had five or six, I'd be really happy. That's that's what I want. Like five okay, or six. So five so five 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 people yeah. and you're sitting yeah. at five right now, right? I'm sitting at two right now. Two. Okay. So I I if this were me, I would increase that fee to twenty five hundred dollars yeah. a month. Yeah. I would come up with some level two offering that's yeah. eight to twelve hundred dollars a month. And that could yeah. be um that could be some sort of like group coaching. Yeah. Where you have five people in one group who are very similar and you coach well, them as a group. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and yeah. then and then the your level one offering could be um, y- you could do, uh, you know, you could start off with this course, right? The course, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't know how much you're going to sell for, but you can for anyone who 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 cannot afford the eight to twelve hundred dollars a month, you just go, oh, hey, well, I have this course, you can go go take it. Yeah, and my point here is is that your most of your time, I think you have this backwards. Um, you, you say you don't want to spend full time on your level three stuff, your retainer. I think that's where you need to spend 90% of your time. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, when I say retainer, I don't want to do full time consulting anymore. 
and that, that, that's yeah. just because you just don't like it or? Yeah, because you can't scale. So I want to do these coaching where I want to have like, when you say the, the top tier, you're talking about having like five coaching customers. Yeah, right? one-on-one, one-on-one yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 so... Yeah. So whatever, whatever. And I totally get that. You don't want to do that full time. Um, you, you can spend, when I say that's where you need to spend the majority of your time, that's why I think you need to increase that fee to like yeah. $2,500 or $3,000 a month. Yeah, and you're right. maybe, you, maybe you do only take on five clients, which is okay. Yeah. And then you spend the other time, your the rest of your time with the group coaching at eight to $1,200 a pop. And yeah. then your level one, yeah, your course like once it's created, it's created. You spend zero time there, right? Right. And so, like that—that's that, what I would do. I—I I would have those as your level one, two, and three, um, and I would get rid of the two hundred and fifty dollars for one hour. Yeah, that's 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 maybe Preston's uh, got some feedback here. No, I—I I mean, I agree one hundred percent. I think that two hundred fifty dollar one, if especially if it's not converting. Like if it was converting yeah. like mad, right? If it was if it was a, a gateway drug to to your two thousand dollar a month product, then I'd say hold on yeah. to it. But it seems to me like Clay's saying, you know, when you're talking a startup and you're talking about sales, two thousand dollars a month is nothing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for most of these right. startups that that have millions of dollars in in angel investing or whatever, yeah. like two thousand mm-hmm. dollars a month. If they can generate more sales, uh, give yeah. back to their investors, boost revenue, like that's that's nothing. So, yeah, I I agree one hundred percent with what Clay has said here. Yeah, that's I think that's that's solid. Yeah, I think I think so. I I used to do okay. I'll just tell you this is just my from my personal experience. It sounds like we do very similar things, except you're on the you're on the sales side. I'm on the marketing side. Right. Um. I used to do the same thing. I used to think that way. I used to think, well, one on one is not scalable. <laughs> I said yeah. that. Yeah, I said that to. I, so I have a business coach. I said th- those exact words to my yeah. business coach, and my business coach said, "No, you need to be spending your time on this highly offering and increase your fee." And yeah. so you know what I did. And at the time, I was at fifteen hundred dollars a month for that. Yeah, you know what I'm at now thirty five hundred dollars a month. And I yeah. and at the time I was at fifteen hundred dollars a month. I only had four clients, one on one clients. Yeah. And I had zero group coaching stuff. Yeah. Um, and he told me to flip it around. And so I did. He told me to increase my fee and start taking on more because I thought my capacity was four. So very, very similar. Yeah. Um, and so he goes, no, your capacity is not four. Yeah. Uh, you can spend more time there. And so what I did was I increased my fee to $3,500 a month. And now I have 12 clients at that level. Yeah. And then I also I created a group coaching which is $1000 a month and I have uh about a dozen people on that. Yeah. And then I have I have like I have multiple level 1 offerings, but those things don't take up any of my time because they're just super low dollar. And so and, and as soon as I made that switch, my revenue increased by 5 times. Yeah. 5 times. Yeah. In a matter of like four months, it was nuts. I was thinking the same thing as you, like, oh, you know, working one on one with people is like, that's not that's yeah. not uh, scalable. Well, my capacity is twelve on that level, and I will always take twelve. So here's what you do. So a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, how do you get that to like twenty, thirty people? Well, you don't because you're just one person. Right. You keep it at you you whatever your number is. You keep that at the capacity, and then it, you just build a wait list. 
Yeah. So if right. you get people who want to work with you and you're sitting at $2,000 a month and then you all of a sudden get the five people, let's just say five people is your capacity. Yeah. Honestly, I think you can take on 10. Yeah, but let's true. just say you get on right. five and you're at capacity and you start getting a wait list, oh, that's when you need to start increasing to $3,000 a month. That's right, yeah. And then once you get up to 10 yeah. people, and let's just say 10 is your, capac- your capacity, yeah. and you have a wait list of like five or six other people who want to work with you, well, all of a sudden, your, your fee is $3,500 a month. Yeah. And so that's so, exactly what happened to me is I increased it over time until like, because I have a wait list right now of like three people. Three people want to work with me, but I can't because I'm at capacity. Yeah. And so like that's what you do. And then the the group coaching, like that's easy to scale. That's easy. Yeah. Like you sure. can do small groups, but you can do multiple groups. Yeah. And then if you want to get even deeper into this, <laughs> you can hire a team. There we go. You that's can, what I was gonna say. I, yeah. You can start to spread your expertise over multiple people. Yes. And the coaching, yeah. like the group coaching. You don't even necessarily have to be a part of that. You coach the coaches and then they coach the groups and then you save your time for the elite. And you could even bring on some people who eventually after they do group coaching for a while, they become the elite coaches. Like this this isn't unheard of. People like Tony Robbins have these kinds of models, right? Where it's just like, it's under the Tony Robbins brand, but like it's not, you're not getting coached by Mm -hmm. him unless you're paying the absolute top dollar. Yeah. uh, to have, you know, and even even him, he has a capacity, right? He he works one on one, right? But he has a capacity, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it take, but it probably costs a hundred thousand dollars or whatever yeah. ridiculous yeah. number he charges, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's good, that's good feedback, and uh, you know, in a different in a different uh, setting, I'd be like the I'd be the the guy saying that to to a customer or to another. But in this, it's funny how you can be so myopic when it's your own yeah. stuff. You know, too close to it. Yeah. That's it's, why everybody it's, needs a business coach. Everybody. It's wild, isn't it? It's so wild. Because yeah. I like, yeah. Because so, it like uh, makes so much sense when you hear it, right? But but yeah, for some yeah. reason. Like I, I, so I, had a, I had a coaching call the other day where someone said, oh, that is just, I can't believe that's so phenomenal. You, it blew my mind. I'm like, I'm thinking this is, uh, this is, this is sales one-on-one stuff, you know, but, it's, <laughs> but it isn't everybody, you know, it isn't, it's like, you know, yeah. you know what you know and you don't know other stuff. And it's fascinating when someone else kind of points it out to you. So yeah. thanks. That's good. Well, I, I think that's a, a fun way to end the episode. I'm glad it's been helpful and it's yeah, been a lot fun. of fun for us chatting with you as well. Um, I think, I think you're well on your way, you know, you've got some good things going for you and You've you've already broken the seal on on hiring someone, so that's out of the yeah. way. I think yeah. you know you're poised to to have some real good success in the next six or twelve months. We're excited to see how it goes for you, Brendan. Oh, well, well, thanks. I appreciate it, Princeton, and and you too, Clay. This has been uh, really really cool. And I just as a quick aside, I was I've listened to a few of the episodes now, and uh, and I think it was you, Clay. Who says don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Mm. One of your episodes. Yeah, don't 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 let perfect get in the way of good. Yeah. yeah, I say that mm-hmm. all the time. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so I thought that was, that was, uh, I figured, oh, this will be good because, you know, they'll, they'll have, yeah. they'll have all things to say. So thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Thanks for joining us on the show today, man. Oh, my pleasure. All right. We'll see you. Brendan. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. 
The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya.